Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zite gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 278, episode three of Dirty Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. Uh, our co-host today is laughing at the fact that I just screamed that in my <laughs> father-in-law study. <laughs> just wow. imagine just them being like, well, Jack's gone in to do his thing. Suddenly from Doing behind a wood, wood paneling yeah, door, you in hear, a little <laughs> uh, this is a podcast where we do important things, dad. Uh, like take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's actually APA is what I call it. Uh, it's Thursday, March 9th, 2023. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I love it when you call my legs plump birds. Call my wife, my wife, while talking state strife. I love it when you call my legs plump birds. Get that TikTok out of my face and please don't shoot up the place. Why? Because the American people don't have any health care. Health care. That is courtesy of Lacaroni in the Discord, doing the Lord's work, just churning them out day after day. And they, my, my father-in-law did hear me just singing that. I was very impressed. I could tell by the way he rolled his eyes and just slammed slammed the door. Anyways, oh, he's, there now. Uh, okay. <laughs> he's a lovely man. I'm just joking. Uh, I'm thrilled to be joined by today's guest co-host, a hilarious comedian, writer, director, viral sensation. In honor of International Women's Day, she's going to be eating peanut butter pretzels all episode. It's Sarah Jones! What up? Sarah June, a.k.a. Sarah Sebsi, a.k.a. Yeah, that's right. It's what you all deserve. Episode, and you can't say anything because it's say International shit. Women's Day. It's International Women's Day. That's right. And that's if you right. say something about the way <laughs> oh that I talk, God. am I up <laughs> You're <laughs> sexist. Mm-hmm. You're so fucking sexist. You're so fucking sexist. And I'm going to report you to the International Women's Council. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're going to beat your Is ass. Is it cool that I refer to it as International Ladies Day? <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> Is yeah, that that's right? cool. <laughs> Good. It is funny that like in America, it's kind of a joke. But in the rest of the world, it's a legitimate holiday. <laughs> yeah, of course. 
Of we're course. like, yeah, yeah, it's celery month. It's International Women's Day. But like <laughs> my cousin like sincerely wished me a happy International Women's Day. And I was like, thank you so much, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined once again by a writer who's one of the best podcast hosts, executive producers out here doing it. You know him from stuff they don't want you to know. Ridiculous history, the new podcast let's start a coup please welcome ben bowen holy smokes i should have brought snacks thank you thank you sir thank you thank you jack for uh having me back on you know every time that i'm lucky enough to drop by this show i always say thank goodness you all have such terrible taste in friends i i, I don't know am i at the point where i can write my own akas or you got some yeah man you got some you're, locked and loaded you're supposed to yeah oh. You're, oh, you're you're at that the whole point time? the second you come on Look, the show. Yeah, I forget People's every fucking waiting. time. Every time I come to the show, Jack and Miles have some crazy AKAs. But by the way, at this point, they outsource them. People oh, on Twitter totally. and the Reddit and the Discord are doing all this. But Lock that's the thing baby. is, you got to get on like a week ahead and be like, "Zite fam, I need AKAs, please, please." And then they'll send you references to songs you've never heard. Yeah, amazing. Okay, then I am in full disclosure not freestyling these. Uh, I I I did. Think about some of these. So if they're uh-huh. bad, they're my fault. Uh, some of them I used in the past. Benny Bothhands, uh, okay. Ma- a.k.a. Max Powers, astronaut with a secret, a.k.a. Dr. Awkward. That's a palindrome. Uh, and a.k.a. Mr. Redacted, uh, if those work. Damn. The, the, we'll, we'll allow them. Yes. Oh, I like Mr. Redacted. That's mysterious. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> and it'll 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 come into play later. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll ask I'll ask you all some questions. Oh, shit. I don't know whose podcast you think you're on. If if you think it's your podcast, but you're on the Daily Zeitgeist and it's International Women's Day. So I'd I'd ask you to. I'll I'll pump some breaks. Restrain yourself. Jack podcasting from not his house. This is my house. This is my house. Yeah, exactly. This is my house, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment, Ben. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. There's such a thing as a customer rage index. (laughs) And we're going to check in with it. The Wall Street Journal wrote an article that was like, American consumers are mad, more mad, more angry, like more complainy than they've ever been. And it's costing companies money. But I think there were interesting things between the lines in this article that, of course, the Wall Street Journal left unsaid. (laughs) But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Joe Rogan's new anti-woke comedy club. Which one, Jack? What? <laughs> he just opened a new one, and people are it? like snapping up to in Austin, of course. He, they're oh. like, he's trying to like make Austin a, a comedy city, like a cultural mecca, and it's like that. Austin is a cool city with lots of, you know, cool comedians and cool culture, and the fact that like we're now going to be like Joe Rogan. It's the J- Roganessance, folks. He, <laughs> he did it for all of us. <laughs> Is is depressing. But anyways, we'll talk about it because opening night had Roseanne Barr there. I think we all saw highlights of her comedy special on Fox was that, News. Was she wearing is she wearing the denim 24 seven now? I don't know, but she's uh, I hope so. Her her pronouns are kiss my ass. And, uh, and <laughs> highlights a very diplomatic yes. choice of words. I'm sorry, Jack, you mean. Kiss pronouns are kiss my ass. Kiss pronouns, yes. Please respect your fucking Uh, pronouns. It's truly the fact that that joke is still being used by somebody unironically is is amazing. Be careful with that joke. It's an antique. And so on. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) 
Sunny D Whoa, is back Dad. now with uh, vodka. So we'll we'll talk about Sunny D. We'll talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, some of these things we might talk about, but plenty more. First, Ben, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Oh, okay. Here it comes. We're, we, we set it up with the AKA. So uh, we'll get to that in a sec. But first, did you all know that there can be houses considered legally haunted? I didn't know that. That, yeah. that seems. Who decides that? Uh, in this who, case, sorry, what I meant was who who books that? Because <laughs> <laughs> because you got some you got some stuff to bring up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nyack, New York, which sounds like uh, I believe it's Nyack. Nyack. Well, Jeez, I'm not going to go. Uh, right. now. International we take this from the top? Women's Day. <laughs> so, and if it's not, that's how we're pronouncing it today. Okay, Ben? <laughs> All right. Got it. They, uh, they, the, uh, there's a house there called the Ackley House, and the New York Supreme Court State of Appeals First Division, which would be in Manhattan, legally ruled that this house was haunted because... Uh, somebody bought the house and it's a very like pricey, like pinkies up Victorian uptown New York house. And, and, uh, and the person who sold it apparently didn't do a good enough job telling the people who bought it, that the house was haunted. Uh, and mm. now, and so they went to court and, <laughs> and it's a whole hullabaloo. Uh, you can learn all Town about never it. knew such a hullabaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Hell never knew such a hullabaloo. Jack. Yes, Jack. And so, um, so it was very interesting to find this. The uh, the a hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. Uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah. I mean, nope. There it is. Yeah. I think we just end the podcast. And right that's now. why it's Women's Day. There it is. <laughs> and there is a a show I I do called Ridiculous History it has an episode that probably like just came out as we're all hearing this in Zeitgang, which is guest hosted by some female and female identifying co-host uh because we do respect international women's day okay uh, well, so well, it's called well. so if you <laughs> the plot thickens so yeah. you can, he thinks an ally i doth spot <laughs> uh, look <laughs> sorry i'll stop i'm sorry wait it was amazing. international women's day on the 8th right so we're yes. do, we're doing this all the day after we're recording it on international women's wow. day. I guess the question is jack how much do you respect women yeah <laughs> so uh only for 24 hours that's jack is uh, like 24, 24 hours, hours worth per year. of perspective uh yeah. i i was just we our trending yesterday was uh hosted by super producers on hosnia and becca ramos uh, so so we got in there as well uh the last last thing do check that episode episode out michael alder june and lauren vogelbaum go uh go into the nitty-gritty of this and it's a really interesting story but for you all sarah jack you gotta know i just found out the u.s witness protection program lets you choose your own name like when That's... you're starting life over they're gonna go oh well, I mean, what's your vibe? Right. What's your, what's your vibe check on that? I like one? that. I but they see. have to have, there has to be some editorial control. Because oh, yeah. I mean, I'm you sure it's like yourself... a vanity license plate where you can't name yourself like Mr. Dick and Balls or whatever. Right, right. Because <laughs> they, but they also are trying to help you not 
draw attention to yourself. Right. They, <laughs> so they recommend uh, the, the guy who started or played a big role in starting witness protection with uh, Robert Kennedy. He, Gerald Shroom, I want to say, Shrum, uh, he wanted to give people some pointers. And so due to say, usually we ask people to choose something that starts with the same first letter Mm-hmm. And then, you know, something you can remember easily, because if you if you go out and, and you're like, hey, I'm Max Powers, astronaut with a secret, they'll be yeah. like, first off, that's not a name. That's like a yeah. weird, that's your weird comedy bit. Uh, so <laughs> they will advise you, and I'm sure they have veto power, but for everybody looking to burn down your old life, if the heat got too close, yeah. you can choose your own name. I don't know if that's what witness protection yeah. is. Yeah. I don't for. think it's like a opt-in program where you just get to By the way, uh you know what else allows you to pick your own name? What's Reality. That? You can just you can just <laughs> if you want to deal with the bureaucratic bullshit of mm-hmm. changing your name or just not or, or just move to a new city and start telling everybody that your name is Max Powers astronaut with a secret. You know, they won't like you, but they will probably call you that because they don't know anything else to call you. I just so. I just changed my stage name. I've been going by Sara June for a while and now I'm Sara Sebzi. And, you know, I think it's annoying when people change their names a lot. But also, hmm. who's going to stop me? Yeah. You know, who's going to stop me? by not knowing that and calling I really, you Sara June when I introduced you. That's fine yeah. because it's a, you know, I'm not like, it's not, it's not a dead name, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also like I really appreciate all of the trans and non-binary people in my life who have changed their names and made it very cool and normal for me to do so. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Very nice of them. That's what. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's what so some of my friends were telling me. They were like, we're doing this for Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we could do it all. Me. Yeah. Wait. And back to the legally haunted. Mm. Who yeah, is, is the that ghost just... on the witness stand? Like, is the logic of that based just that people can perceive something as haunted and therefore, like, affects the value in a real way? Or were they like, ghosts are real and legally we recognize them? Well, they got out a Ouija board at the New York (laughs) State Supreme Court of Appeals. And they said, oh, shit, these things work? Fuck! No, they they said that they counted it under a material devaluation of the home so sure. like okay that makes yeah, sense yeah not quite but, a, but how like did a, they how did they like what was the evidence for it being material so the the homeowner helen ackley wrote a an article in reader's digest in the 70s where she talked in very flowery language about how delightful it was that her home was super haunted and then the people who bought the house went back and said hey this yeah. is kind of fucked up because now if we have to sell this house, we spend a lot of money on, then what are we going to do when people right. ask us about ghosts? As uh, as the guest host, Michael Elder June and Lauren Vogelbaum put it so beautifully in that episode of Ridiculous History, these folks didn't believe in ghosts, but they believed in the market. Mm. So, right. You know, so it's it truly just, Reader's Digest that is to blame. Yes. I mean... Number one arch villain of American literature, right? Percent. They're just yeah. a bridge and shit left and right for decades. You know, 
I don't Publishing know. Publishing jokes for the elderly. I know. Oh, is man. Big Digest going to get us? Is this the one that sinks us? <laughs> <laughs> I used to read the Reader's Digest like humor in uniform section or whatever because we had we had them laying around and I was just that there there weren't many like humor magazines laying around and that explains every bad oh my joke. God. Jack, everyone knows you read. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, I, I did think Reader's Digest was like when I when I was like you know nine years old. I was like Reader's Digest. Uh, I, I thought it was like the <laughs> New Yorker. <laughs> I hear the subscription comes with a monocle. Hey, you, you know? know, it does explain both your humor and your uniform. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, what is something, Ben, that you think is overrated? All right. Now, not everyone's going to agree. And Jack, you know that I typically, you and Miles both know, I typically don't like saying things are overrated. Everybody's got their own experiences. Mm-hmm. Big concerts. You know, I, I mean, Ticketmaster is a pain in the keister anyway. Thank you. Right. Sorry, I'm you agreeing. I'm yeah. silently agreeing with yeah. Ben. Oh, don't be silent. I'm raising my voice. <laughs> no longer. Don't be silent anymore. Sorry, it's your You're day. Right. Silence yeah. is violence. <laughs> so, uh, big concerts, you know, everybody was excited to get back to them after a shutdown in the U.S. occurred. And I went to one, I'm not going to say which one, but I was like, okay, first off, fucking Ticketmaster. Uh, and then secondly, there are lines everywhere. Every every imaginable drink is way more expensive than it should be. And then you get in and there's this massive press of people. And if you're in a paranoid position like I usually am, you're thinking, where are the exits? What if yeah. this goes wrong? These yeah. thousand or several hundreds of people are very excited usually to hear maybe three, four songs. And then uh, it's just a bad look. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. It just. What do you guys think? Are big concerts overrated? And plus, your peepers can't see the damn artists on stage. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's not. Uh, I don't know. I I find concerts to be things that I don't look forward to, and always like the what they do to the like artists' work. Like after I've seen them is usually worth it to me like i okay. like it i really like for whatever reason like just seeing someone perform live makes me really appreciate their work a lot more and i love creates, that part sure creates some value for me but yeah i mean i'm not i'm also not like i haven't been to a big concert in many years so I'm i don't not know if i've ever been to what qualifies as a big concert like in an amphitheater or something you know mm-hmm. right but as a person with crowd anxiety, I am extremely on your side, Ben. I don't like, I, you know, and it started, it hasn't always been that way. It started, you know, at a, I used to be able to go to big music festivals outside and not have a problem. And then I kept going to them. And then I started feeling really crazy and being like, I need to leave, you know. It's so many people. It's just and so since, many people. Since COVID, it has not. <laughs> improved my cat is really upset that i'm not paying attention to her so she just knocked something off my desk i was gonna what's your cat's name myla shout out myla shout out <laughs> shout out myla international women's day queen yes yeah no i i can't do that anymore um and and i always kind of thought sometimes they see video you know people go see beyonce or whatever and got those like nosebleed seats and you know there's big screens that show you 
the artist, but I'm like, you might as well just be watching a video of this concert, right? Like, yeah, that's, I mean, it's not thank for me. you. I was uh, back. But the fun part, yeah. sorry, just real, the fun yeah. part of that is that you're watching the screen and then taking a video of the screen. So you're mm-hmm, watching mm-hmm. the screen through your screen. So there's like four levels of things happening. But you are in the same physical space. So there's yeah. a chance that like... Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like one time I I went to go see um this rapper and I was trying to... I had a, like a disposable like flash camera. And so I raised it up to try and take a picture of the rapper on stage. And what I ended up with because of the strength, you know, the limited strength of the flash was a picture of a bunch of people raising their cell phones. You yeah. can't see what's going on on stage at all. Uh, but The only accurate picture of a concert truly. ever taken. That's how they know you were really there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. like the, the thing that I I will just say there's a brief backstory here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, an up and coming musician named Taylor Swift uh, had a concert. And I don't know if you all have heard of this person, but I see big things for them in the future. Mm-hmm. And ev- everyone in the Every everyone in the places I would go to walking around my usual sketchy reprobate cruise, they were all very excited. And then we're all like, oh, Ben, we're going to this Taylor Swift concert. And I would say, well, you're the you're like the 40th person I know who is going now. And yeah, you might want to hurry up. Yeah. I like <laughs> I think there's going to be a line, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, it just soured me. You know, no yeah. disrespect to the artists because touring is one of the primary ways they make their money now that so many big studios or production companies have become poisonous. Yield my time. But when somebody does a residency in Las Vegas, I think that's the only way to truly see someone because then the the crowd is thin enough because everybody is con- they they're doing the same show day after day. They have it down by heart. You're getting to see a robotic version of them. I don't mm-hmm. know. This is all to say I really want to see Katy Perry in Las Vegas. I've just come to that conclusion in the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going carrot top, but you know what? Let's meet up for dinner. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear your underrated and get into some news. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zeit Gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it you know, like a literal POS. Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point of sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to 
bustling retail business and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. And we're back. And Ben Bolin, what is something you think is underrated? My burn some bridges here. Uh, not everybody agrees. Polyphasic sleep. It's where you sleep uh, instead, like the typical person sleeps somewhere between six to 10 hours a day, I think, globally. I've always hated sleep. Uh, mm. I find it presumptuous. Uh, and uh, and uh, when I was, I um, can't remember what talked about this, I was, circumstances found me on the other side of the Pacific recording still on us East coast time. And so I couldn't sleep in like a typical eight hour chunk. And I went back to an old sleep experiment. I did where polyphasic sleep is you break up and you find whatever your average sleep for 24 hours is, and you break it up across those 24 hours. And I dig it, man. You know, every culture that has a siesta is fucking right. Yeah. You know, they figured it out. I'm on board with siesta, 100%. Yeah. I'm on board with siesta as long as I get my 10 hours the night before. 10, 10 hours, hours you're doing. 10 hours, then, this guy. Yeah, and then just like tack on an extra two, three in the afternoon. And That's me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sleep head. I love, I'm a sleepy <laughs> head. I love sleeping. To me, it's the best. I like woke up from like, I, I was very tired. Hadn't, hadn't gotten my full 13 hours the night before. and I like how it keeps increasing. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, on a good day. Uh, uh, and so, you know, that night I like just probably fell asleep like within 20 seconds of like laying down in bed. And then like I, I something woke me up like a couple minutes later and you really realize like that you there is like some powerful drugs being dumped into your body by your body. <laughs> like when oh. you fall asleep, it is like... It's no like just like the shit that was happening in my mind when I just got like rocketed out of sleep like mm. is is pretty crazy. Like sleep is is the best. I but as soon as it. you get that notification on your phone that there's a new Reader's Digest out. Yes, exactly. You know, you're like 10 toes down. You're yes. up. Thank you. 
gotta see what is the well, what's the other humor section? It was like that there's humor in uniform, uniform and then like something, some other shit. There's anyway. some like homespun wisdom uh, yeah, kind yeah, of predecessor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The axioms section. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very Marxist publication. Digest. It is known. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the opposite of Marxism. The Wall Street Journal had this article that. Americans are encountering more problems with companies, products, and services than ever before, and a higher proportion of them are actively seeking, quote, revenge for their troubles, a new study has found, which is uh, intense. So, the, like, What do they mean by revenge? It's, mm. I think it's like writing nasty comments, like sending letters, you know, doing reaching out to the company and oh, snitching demanding. to the better business mm. bureau. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just any sort of follow up action that's taken. Yes. Okay. But they re, the revenge is definitely what drew my attention. Mm -hmm. But it's mm. also I don't know. So it's up. So some she, she wants revenge is getting back together, but they're called customers want revenge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 74% of the 1,000 customers surveyed said they had experienced service problems in the last year, which is up 66% from 2020. And, you know, more and more of them are seeking this vengeance, <laughs> you know, a Kill Bill style mm -hmm. revenge saga against Southwest Airlines or, you know. <laughs> Training in uh, Kung Fu. That is yeah. the picture they used was a, you know, a, some Southwest Airlines consumer facing person at an airport looking like they were 12 hours away from all of their hair falling out from just having to deal with just h horrific toxicity well shit i wonder why right yeah. exactly i hope nobody nobody is actually yelling at the people who are working because they're not in charge of the fuckery you know what i mean like every yeah. time every time you have a problem at the counter of some place, yelling at that person is not going to get back to the person who is responsible. You know, exactly. that's, just, that's I, I don't know. I think it's very convenient for corporations to do that. Exactly. I, you know, there's like my immediate thought is, of course, this has to do with all the supply line bullshit. We're like, mm. I know somebody who got their catalytic converter stolen off their car, needs a new catalytic converter. And so they're having a problem where, all of the mechanics are like, we don't have any and we don't know when we're going to get any. Yeah. So we don't know when we can fix your car. And so it's not a customer complaint towards the mechanic. The mechanic has nothing to do with it, but there's definitely customer dissatisfaction. So, you of know, if course. you were to survey and be like, do you have problems being a consumer? We'd be like, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't have to. It's not because the service is bad. It's because yeah. the shit's not there. Yes. And the I mean, also, I think the service is bad in a lot of these cases, like with the airlines or, you know, even with car companies like the car companies used to like prior to the pandemic were like more. It was like more of a buyer's market. And now it's more of a fuck you. This is what we have market mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and or they're understaffed. Is, yes, because they're wildly fucking understaffed. Everybody is so completely understaffed like the southwest airlines thing is like all of the benefits of this current system 
fall to like the C-suite and the people who are making decisions like at the higher levels in the companies who are the only thing they have to pay attention to in order to do their job and to feel like they're successful at the job is like how Wall Street, like Wall Street Mm -hmm. is the only incentive that they have to care about. And then all of the customer facing employees and the customer, the consumers themselves are just like fighting a war between each other and just like becoming more and more miserable. And like, this isn't, I think this is invisible. Like this is the sort of thing that we just kind of, it's like a, this is water type thing. It's like the, the weather is getting slowly worse, but we're not noticing it because we're just living in it day to day. But you know, all of these consumer indices are have gotten like way way worse since they started tracking them in like the 1970s they just get worse and worse and worse because everything has gotten less and less and less regulated and the only thing that these companies have to pay any attention to is their stock prices so they cut employees they you know they mm. just do these things that make it impossible for the people at the lowest levels who are dealing with the consumers and make the consumers experience worse. And of course, none of this is mentioned in the Wall Street Journal article. The only what? Thing, no way. The only way that it registers to them is they're like, you know, they every time an angry consumer contacts a company, that company's losing money. And that's one way to view it. But is of it? course, yeah. I don't think that even makes sense. Just well, because it's wasting their time. So you have to like spend resources on dealing with it and also probably is like bad marketing. So I guess. But if you deal with it well, then the customer will come back. And so then are you making money? But you have to pay money to deal with it. Well, like that's the damned thing about this market. Like the if you're going to let the free market run your country, you have to acknowledge that this essentially means your country doesn't work. Like this, mm, this yeah. system. Tell of, me more, Jack. Yeah, like it. <laughs> well, like they're just they feel like oh, that's wasted time and wasted money, like spent dealing with angry customers. And if we all just agree to treat customers like shit then like they they don't really have another option well this also kind of feels like one of those things where it's like you know that the fallacy that like the the rate of left-handedness went up after left-handedness stopped being categorized as like a medical deficiency and started being categorized as just an alternate way of fucking writing yes And so then the rate went up because people weren't being forced to write with their non-dominant hand anymore. And this feels like that where it's like, you know, now that we have the Internet and Yelp and every company has to have a website and a Twitter and an Instagram, there are so many more ways for angry customers to tell you how angry they are. So it's I don't know if they're angrier or if they just have easier access to you to tell Mm. you that they're upset because it used to be when you were mad at an airline that you could basically go fuck yourself, but now you can tweet at them and they have to pay attention. (laughs) Right. But I mean, they've been investing in like cute social media, like Southwest Airlines is like, oh, Mondays, am I right? And then like, (laughs) so they have like somebody who they, you know, pay a lot of money to like give their corporate brand a fucking like lovable personality. And at the same time, like satisfaction with Southwest Airlines couldn't be lower because that's like they don't fucking need to care about the consumer because 
that is how the system is set up. It's just allowing them to focus on creating shareholder value. Yeah, let's, okay, this is something I want to go back to here. So the American Customer Satisfaction Index, in my experience on a on a couple of uh, a couple of different projects, innocuous names are sort of a flag, and I want to figure like, is it crooked? That's my question. Is it like the American Consumer Satisfaction Index brought to you by Raytheon or whatever? <laughs> you know, like, right. yeah. like is this? I I mean, it's very easy through any number of proxies and platforms to make something like that that appears to be a nonprofit. And the pe- again, the people working there, the people doing that research may actually not know the ultimate arbiters of it. You know, like what is... Also, I don't trust the Wall Street Journal. I'm sorry. No, I, just... I don't either. But it, it's just funny to see how they... I think they're taking a real, like, signal that they're getting that... Mm the consumer experience across all these different things is getting worse and they're just treating it as like a symptom that like corporate CEOs need to pay attention to like when crunching the numbers on their spreadsheets as Mm. opposed to like a very real like broad scale problem that is happening in the country where like they just like don't have to give a shit about like you know the consumers of their products or the people who work for them at the lower level. And they keep firing people because it's like fashionable to do so. And so it's just this world that is being run by people who like have absolutely no connection to what our lived experiences are like out in the world interacting with their products. Unless and, they, to, to Sarah's point, unless they see the tweet unless they see one of right. those other platforms or like it's probably not them who has TikTok. it might be one of their kids and their kid is running up and, and telling the parent oh there's something bad you know like the yeah. president of norfolk southern lives here in atlanta and you know before the yeah right before the heat hit maybe one of that guy's kids came up and said oh my god dad that looks like people aren't super happy with everything. And he's yeah. like, well, tell me more about this social right. media. You know, <laughs> Monty Burns hands and whatnot. I mean, it's. I think it's a beautiful point that, first off, there's some nomenclature too to unpack. Calling people customers or consumers is is a little tricky because it makes them sound like they're not people. Humans. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. So... It does, though, even if with the problems that you've pointed out here, it does still feel like things are on the rise, but there's a dangerous disconnect in trying to attribute the reasons for for that. Like, you made the great point about understaffing. People aren't, yeah. like, of course there's a longer line. I was, uh, I was in um, Amsterdam a while back, and I, like got to the airport early to get a plane out because I knew, you know, there were pending strikes. There were also very few people working at the airport. And when people are in a terrible situation, airports are often a terrible situation in general, they were not thinking of 
looking at the systemic causes. There, there are people, you know, with a family and they're trying to get their family to the fucking other airport where they've got the layover because nobody can afford a direct flight from places, you know, and, and they want someone to blame. And so a lot of people on the front lines of any customer service thing, they're having to be the scapegoats for the people at the top. And I, I, I think it's just gross, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. And anyway. then those people are being like forced to work like that understaffing leads to people who are, you know, being forced to work with the threat of like not having health care or being able to feed their family. And then like Amer like the Wall Street Journal will publish an article being like, why are Americans so unhappy? Is it their phones? Is it because they have the language to describe unhappiness now that they are going to therapy? And it's like, no, motherfucker, you have like a brutal, like, yeah, that's a thing. That Americans is, are discovering rage. Right. They know, like, they have the language to address it now. And so they are therefore, like, aware of their unhappiness. And they're like, what is happening here, how guys? Big like, how has it gotten worse since make? the 70s? And it's because... The therapy. It's therapy. Are, no, right. you're right, Jack. It's mental health. It's been mm -hmm. a scam the whole time. All yeah. it does is make people unsatisfied and make women unsatisfied with home right. life. That, But that is like a legitimate thesis that is getting spread around out there instead of, no, the overall economic conditions are worse because you have just allowed Wall Street to run the entire country. And that is what happens. Like the market doesn't functional doesn't functionally work doesn't create a functioning society it creates this i'm telling you the problem with hen houses is the doors are too small says the fox you know what right. i mean like yeah it's, yeah like hey hey it's there's an older excellent speech about that but but this this idea is kind of nuts too because we have to realize that there are there are plenty of like younger generations, if I were a parent right now, I would be a little concerned, which I know sounds very Fox News, but I'm going somewhere good with it. If I was a parent right now, I would I would be concerned about a kid who one day probably will get a job at some point and has to deal with this. Like how understaffed can a place be? How how um how long can a line get? Who can who who can afford these things? Like if you are working in at a call center, right? In many cases, your job is to get yelled at for like eight hours, not counting your mandatory overtime. Yeah. And is is that like when your kid tells you about their dream job? When they're like, oh, I want to be, you know, whatever, the first werewolf astronaut on the moon. Uh, yeah. And then you say, well, you could also We've already work. had many werewolf astronauts on the moon. Yes. <laughs> you're a, you're a Comcast fit, I think. You should you should be right. on the front lines of the Comcast phones or Xfinity right. or whatever they're calling them. Truly. Calls. Yeah. Yeah. I am a parent. It's a nightmare scenario. Com, com Warner. It's, uh yeah, they they will all be one company and they're most because I mean that's the thing is that like we read about like there are these characters who like get turned into the main characters of the news and they're all the CEOs. They're like the Elon Musk's and like the, you know, the people that the Wall Street Journal like give names and faces to. But the vast majority of the country is the people who are on just like eating shit every day because of the decisions made by those people. 
And then the only way that that shit eating registers is in like these vague fucking like surveys where they're like consumers indicate that they're like less satisfied and more likely to just quote go fucking berserk as a result of the bad you know it's just like if things were so hard for the peasants why do they have so much time to raise so much rabble about this exactly rouse damn it whatever leave it and that's the truth is that we don't have enough time to raise the rabble because we are trying we're being worked like end to end and like that's the thing that i think we saw in 2020 when things like slowed down and everyone like looked around was like fuck all of this and then the economy opened back up and again people don't have enough time to raise rabble as they as they do in at least other countries around the around the globe anyways true nightmare shit from the wall street journal (laughs) let's take a quick break we'll be back to talk about uh sunny d with vodka Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire kardashian clan and if you're looking for steamy streams check out grand cayman secrets in paradise the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical caribbean island of grand cayman where the rich come to play but be warned it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long so come check out what's new on hulu this month it's streaming now and it's waiting for you on hulu Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back. And so is Sunny D. What? So, you know, this is good news for people who like to get drunk at breakfast or after soccer practice with their friends. Uh, There's a new Sunny D vodka seltzer hitting store shelves this weekend, which I think is to compete with the purple stuff vodka seltzer. Real up and comer. Yeah. Yeah. But so apparently this has been a thing for a while that like just in the streets, but like the market research must have captured the Sunny D market research. There must be like some some sort of toxic chemical like byproduct of making Monsanto like off or, you know, like, you know, some sort of extremely lucrative product like creates something because they've just been trying to find ways to offload 
Sunny D. Like they they just won't stop. They're like, we got to get rid of the Sunny D. They made a Great Lakes worth of Sunny D in the 80s and haven't <laughs> been and are just like trying to find ways to sell it ever since. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, apparently people have been like there, there are a lot of people being like, I've been mixing Sunny D and liquor since the late 2000s. I want to welcome everyone to this fiasco, which I don't know. I can't think of a worse mixer because like that much sugar is just going to make you so hungover, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, that's a th- I, I know everything has a has a seltzer iteration now, right? At yeah. some point, it seems logical, but what if not ethical, but Sunny D. So there was somebody drinking a screwdriver at some point and they said, you know what really make this fucking pop? <laughs> like, like, what, like, oh, yeah, I see the eyebrows flick up, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it really, really do this. Guys, we're wasting our time drinking purple drink. Let's yes. get back to the basics. You know what I mean? Let's, let's get some vodka in our sunny D and, you know, let's introduce our kids to daytime alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yeah. So oh, good. D- okay. It's greenlit now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Sunny D has been a garbage product from the beginning. It's Excuse me? Whoa. So No, it, it, it tastes like it tastes like pre-vomit. It does. It's so it was a big hit in the night. It it really tastes like that shit that I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember what like the school lunches like juice boxes that would come or like but it was Yeah, uh, yeah. It was like orange drink. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it was right. like the same thing, which again leads to Well, it was like if you boiled made, you had yeah. orange juice and you boiled it and then mm. you left it in like a metal tank for five weeks and then sure. you put it in little cartons for children. And you yes. can't call it, it it's to the point where you can't legally call it orange juice. That's orange drink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it it's so sweet that it like ma- it's spicy somehow. Like it makes the back of your throat hurt a little bit. Like it's, that's, it's incredibly acidic, but they yes. also add a lot of sugar, so you can't really taste it until it's in the back of your throat. And it's like too late. Sunny D was originally marketed in the '90s as like the healthier option to soft drinks. It contained four to five percent juice. Which, by the way, the the fall off of juice, like. I thought juice was the healthiest shit when I was a kid. And now oh, same. like you if it's because you... they told us it was healthy. Yeah, they were like, yeah. it's like eating a piece of fruit. It's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so Sunny D wasn't even they couldn't even be bothered to put more than four percent juice in their in their product. And it's ninety-five percent just watery corn syrup and a sweetener that is carcinogenic and not allowed to be sold in many countries around yeah the world. most of europe most of the eu is like all right well, what the, not fuck the uk are you because it was a oh, wild right. sensation over there so they introduced it it became like skyrocketed to being one of the top like 12 13 like grocery store items that people were buying in grocery stores like just the year it was introduced suddenly that was they were just consuming it like it was a fucking staple good, like it was rice or something. Mm-hmm. And pe- people were drinking it so much that one four year old girl uh, was drinking a liter and a half a day and it turned her skin yellow. 
and everyone's like, oh, this no is way. an urban legend. And this is just like one of those things where an mm-hmm. urban legend like hurts the marketing of a product, except it totally did turn a girl's skin yellow due to the drink's beta carotene. So everybody reads that story as, yeah, but if you drank that much carrot juice or you drank that much orange juice, you would also have your skin turn yellow, ignoring the fact that nobody would drink that much orange or carrot juice because it doesn't have like addictive chemical. It wasn't like engineered in a lab to be addictive Mm. like to four year olds, you sick fucks. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's. So it is interesting that like one of the least problematic components of the drink is what scared people off. But yeah, I don't know. It just feels like we're on a real 90s nostalgia kick. Yeah. In the worst way. You know what I mean? Like the 90s, the 1990s and the 1890s, 1790s. Not not great. Not great. Objectively. Uh, So so what's next? Because we saw this. We saw the Pisces Ecto Cooler. Yeah. Right. That that had its its moment in the sunny, sunny D, whatever. Keep it. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we <laughs> see it. also. Yeah. We also we we see a lot of this stuff coming back. I think uh, gummy based school treats made made a brief comeback. Right. So I, I'm starting to think we can get ahead of this if we want to be unethical and lean in. Uh, Zeitgang, what's the what's the crazy 90s? stuff that you would bring back but worse right yeah what's stuff from your childhood that you wish also had vodka i think it's also just a good <laughs> metaphor for where we are as you know a society run by corporations so like you know mm. the market is the society and the corporations have seemingly like given up on you know like they were like so that there was an attempt in 2003 to like bring back Sunny D, but be like, it's actually more healthy than it was before. And think of this as, you know, water with vitamins in it. And now they're just like, I don't know, fuck it, just pour vodka in there. They and keep it, trying to bring it back. You're right. Yeah. Dude, there must be like, okay, so you're picturing like a Land of Lakes size <laughs> surplus of Sunny D. They're yeah. a bunch of really powerful corporate types. Like we got to push this sunny D on the kids. Yeah. Uh, what if there's, I I'm picturing like Indiana Jones at the very end of uh, whichever one that was in the franchise where they have the huge warehouse with all the dusty crates, but yeah. instead of like secret Nazi Raiders. artifacts. Yeah. Okay. It was Raiders. Yeah. So instead of all the secret Nazi artifacts, they've got sunny D yeah, and somebody's D. like one day history will remember. And we'll have our revenge. So they went health juice, then they went vodka. What's next? Like, yeah. what's the next iteration for Sunny D? Actually, if you pour it in your windshield wiper fluid, it actually makes a great. It gums up your windshield, but it like makes things look kind of cool, kind of stained glass smeary, which is fun. Yeah, like Coca Cola. Coca-Cola yeah. was like, uh, are we the healthiest drink? No, but we can clean the shit out of pennies, right? <laughs> we can, yeah. We can clean an ac- a car accident, a fatal car accident off right. of the highway. That's that's our thing. But yeah, I mean, th- this seems to go along with, you know, the gambling being legal and everything. It was just the fuck it, mask off hyper-capitalism that we're all li- living through. So I don't know. Are you guys in? I, I guess that that was the first question. I Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was never a question, right? Like, I think all of us are in. Usually the seltzers don't say that they're vodka, though, because that, like, limits where you can sell them. Usually they're like, a malt seltzer beverage of some sort but this one they're just like yeah man we just dumped some vodka in it because <laughs> that's what we do here at sunny d headquarters we're mm-hmm. just kind of waiting out the end mm-hmm. of the collapse of western civilization over here so i don't know we'll we'll see hopefully you know sunny d is our national drink again does it still have the vitamin c oh are you kidding me? It has 100% of the vitamin C you need on a daily basis. So it's healthy. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's healthy. We yeah. were wrong. We Thank we you. started off on the wrong foot here, you know? Yes. So another way that 90s, 80s nostalgia is kind of, is rearing its head is one that I'm, I'm actually kind of into, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant the Mayhem. They, they dropped the trailer for the new, like, Seth Rogen-produced reboot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. Like, Michael Bay, I think, had had this for a little while and, like, made the most recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. And this seems more to be, have seems to have more in common with, like, Spider-Verse than anything. Like, there's just, like, a lot of cool animation kind of mixing together. The trailer is fun. Of course, it immediately became the subject of Fox News opinion pieces where they're like april o'neill is black and you know racist people were racist people who can accept giant reptiles that Mm. do martial arts but not Mm -hmm. a black tv news reporter well it's just unrealistic yeah it just doesn't reflect the reality of our society in which all news reporters are redheads that's right (laughs) right who never wash their clothes or change, yes. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> One costume. Yeah. All, all news reporters are redheaded Megan Foxes. I mean, you heard let, me, first. let me ask you something, Jack. When's the last time you saw a white character in anything? Can't remember, <laughs> can you? Well, no. <laughs> I, wow. Little white children are growing up, not n- thinking they'll grow up to be black. Is that what you want? <laughs> Is that the future you want to get day drunk Thank on you. Sunny D with? My yes. child came home crying because yes. somebody told them that they were white. <laughs> the original April O'Neil, by the way, from the comics was intended to be mixed race. Kevin Eastman based it on his wife at the time, who was named April, who was mixed race. And then the comic books, when they like released the because they were originally like black and white comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when they released the color versions, they had, you know, whitewashed it into a Caucasian woman. With wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They did. They did. So, Justice for April. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they like when the Ninja Turtles first came out, like the right was like super pissed off because. They're just generally mad. And so anything that like comes across, they're, they're going to be mad at. But they're, in particular, they were like, the secret. So they got turned into turtles by toxic waste. Okay, uh, environmentalist dogma. Nice try. So they, they thought they were... The, I'll read a quote from a 1991 syndicated column from Stephen Chapman. The muscle-bound little reptiles, I regret to inform you, have a political agenda which is the same color as their shells, green. <laughs> oh, no, we got them. 
open and shut case right there. The muscle bound little reptiles also feels like horny to me. It's definitely it, horny. Yeah. yeah, I think there's there's a like anything there's there's a little bit of a personal backstory I think, but this was before the takeover of big therapy ruined right. uh, ruined exactly. everybody right. Yeah. So I I don't know I loved uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I didn't really. Th- Think, I think like a, a lot of people, you don't really think about it, you know, yeah. you, you, as kids, we all love the, uh, we all love unreasonable stuff phrased in a confident way. Some people don't grow out of that and they're called conservatives. But if you look at, uh, if you look at the argument here, it's a really cool, not preachy thing about some guy sort of pulling this Mad Lib game out. He's like, okay, uh, turtles, that's an animal. All right, teenage, that's a blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mutants, too. You know what else is fucking cool? Ninjas. Do I know much about them? No. And you can (laughs) tell by the way that the the turtle, you know, you can tell by their martial arts style. I'm probably talking too much about the turtles, but, but so, like, okay, so this is animated. This is all, is this, like, Okay, the main thing people are objecting to is that April O'Neil is portrayed closer to the original version of April that yes. existed in the comics, and we yes. haven't had people come out objecting about the toxic waste thing yet. But I didn't even know that was that was an issue. Is it like is well, they I guess there were also like everything in the early '90s. There was also a like people were just discovering such thing as the environment and so you know the captain planet of it all like i think there were some episodes that had plots that portrayed corporations like disposing of radioactive waste irresponsibly you know shit that actually happens isn't that how they became mutant yeah. turtles yeah that's how they became mutant turtles and then that's they the had, secret of the use yeah they and then they like fought people who like did irresponsible things with like farm like agricultural dump like it's all shit that's like ripped from the headlines but they were just like well that's not okay because you're not allowed to criticize corporations also there was a uk panic over martial arts themed like anything that was had the word ninja attached to it in the early 90s in the uk like the media was panicking about and like the daily mail published a story of a four-year-old who nearly bled to death after karate kicking a glass door as he mimicked his television heroes in the ninja turtles cartoon cult quote i have to say if if you have been around children i understand this point of view i understand this point of view of please don't teach children about martial arts without actually teaching them about martial arts. Sure. You know, because like if you take a kid to a karate class, they learn a lot of stuff about where you should and shouldn't do karate. But man, kids that watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're chopping. They're chopping everything. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're chopping, chopping everything you. even before they have seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kids are smart. They're, I guess gonna, that's true. That's they're going to figure out the concept of nunchucks. Yeah, you know what and I they're mean? gonna. Yeah, they know how to pick up a big stick and spin it around a lot. Yeah, and no, nobody's. Uh, yeah, that's the idea. I, I think like that kid was gonna kick some shit anyway, you know, and yeah, maybe it got true. tagged to yeah. something. Yeah. But 
But also, there's no objection here about the weird Asian caricatures like Shredder, uh, the, if I recall, Shredder, the main nemesis of, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. His, his big power is that yeah. he's an evil Asian guy. Yeah. And I think that just generally, there's probably like this is sublimating some like racist parent energy about oh. like having to work alongside and see Asian American people or like, you know, Asian people for the first time in the UK and like blaming them for shit that their children are doing. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's <laughs> some of that, that there was like just a, a wild ninja moral panic in the early 90s my dumbass kid wouldn't have done anything wrong if he didn't know about those ninjas those damn ninjas wow but like i don't know that i would like i wanted to jump through a glass door since before my brain started making memories like my first memory exists in a brain that wants to jump through a glass door like just because that's cool as fuck. Like I, they another part of the moral panic was they were like children are playing in the sewers now because of the Ninja Turtles. I played in the sewers. Yeah, when I was yeah, a kid. Was cool, but it was because I wanted to imitate. Like I wasn't into the Ninja Turtles. I was into Pennywise. I thought Penny. No, I was into the Goonies. <laughs> I thought like the Goonies were cool and they crawled around in the turtles, but nobody cared about that. Well, the sewers are like a secret passage yeah, through the world. Rules. It, it, if you don't know about toxic waste or yeah. if you don't know about dangerous things and hygiene, then that seems it seems kind of dope, you know? Yeah. It, I'm, it I'm becoming an exploring the sewers apologist. My bad, guys. Yeah, it's probably not good for kids, but I did it and it was super fun and mysterious down there. highly recommend my my 11 year old self highly recommends it my you know 11 is probably a little old i was probably more like nine or ten but how did you even get down there there was like a creek that ran by my house that just like went into a tunnel uh like cement tunnel that went under the street but then it like branched off into a bunch of sewers under the street why why was this sewer i think it was like more i think it was mainly like storm drains but mm-hmm. it was because I lived in Dayton, Ohio, and that was mm-hmm. what they just, I don't they're know. Famous. Yeah, they're famous. They're famous for their sewer accessibility, right? You'd, you'd think that there would be, like, some bars up. And there were in many of them. I, I've been, I checked out many a uh, underground creek and storm drain, and the, most, like, most of them had bars. But the one by my house was just an open, open passage into the underground Bring back open storm drains. Yes. This is you why kids what? don't play outside anymore. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Are, yeah. Were you not exploring storm drains and open I don't, sewers as a no, kid? No, I was not. I mean, I. that's why I was, I'm so surprised as to how you even got in there because all of the storm drains that I can remember were like in a creek bed and the, and the creek bed was like, well, you couldn't access the, the creek. It was... It was like the L.A. River was like lined with concrete. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, th- I think yeah. I remember like in Chinatown, there's a like storm drain thing, but I, I think it has bars over it. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. But you is that why you're crit. so good at karate now? It is. I just gained the power of ninjutsu <laughs> from being yeah. in the underground. Which is why you're not allowed around glass doors in the studio. Man. That's right. It's like, yeah. 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 
So it's a wise policy. Uh, ben Bolin, pleasure having you as always. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Oh, thank, uh, yeah, pleasure to be back. As always, thank you uh, for having such weird tastes in friends. Uh, I can be found in a burst of creativity, calling myself at Ben Bullen on Instagram, at Ben Bullen HSW on Twitter. Uh, I do a couple shows. Uh, you can hear uh, Miles and Jack on a show I do called Ridiculous History. Please check out our episodes on weird historical flexes. You can also find me on a show called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, which is about it's what it sounds like. Uh, and then I have to hold up this book. Uh, we made a book. There it is. This is an audio podcast. Why am I holding this up? Anyway, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we made a book. Uh, uh, the book has a UFO on it. It oh, is red gosh. and black. It looks really cool. Uh, you thank you. Uh, and you can also, uh, most importantly, check me out on a new show that I, they've been doing a limited series about a guy named Smedley Butler, a really problematic son of a bitch who at one point in time was all that stood between the United States of America and a couple of very, very wealthy banking forces who almost overthrew the government and got away with it or got away with trying to. And they're around today. It's called Let's Start a Coup, available wherever you find your favorite shows. There you go. And is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Yes, uh, there is. <laughs> you all, you all probably already know about this. It, it's from New York Times Science. They they reported uh, something that's kind of heartwarming. Some researchers in Germany found this bacteria that is amazing at combating fungus, fungi, fungi, whatever your preference is. And they loved it. And they also loved John Wick. So they named this new bacterial compound after Keanu Reeves. Uh, he is quoted in the tweet as saying, thanks, scientist people. Scientist people. Yeah. <laughs> One of our greats. An American treasure. Thank you for humanizing scientists. Yes. <laughs> thanks, Keanu. Sarah, where can people find you? And is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah to bother you. You can find me uh, online uh, at sarjune.online that might change soon but uh, work of media I've been enjoying I'm going to recommend this book that I just read for my fellow Iranian Americans called The Limits of Whiteness it is by an author called Neda Marboulet and it was extremely cathartic for me to read I highly recommend it to anyone else who is confused about whether or not they are legally classified as white I mean either. A tweet I've been enjoying, Colin Crawford tweeted, what if Shakespeare was named Cremo and we all had to talk about the great works of Cremo all the time? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes! Where we link oh. off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Uh, super producer Justin, is there a song that you think people might enjoy? Yeah, uh, Jack, you were speaking before about how sleep is a powerful drug. And I think this song captures that feeling. And it also happens to be made by a very smart and highly educated woman. Huh, ladies? Yeah. Um, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> ladies. 
<laughs> but this song is actually from a former climate scientist and researcher who's now signed to Flying Lotus's Brain Feeder Records. And this song is short but super sweet, and it sounds like floating away in a dreamscape. So this song is called Cosmic Dawn backslash Eighth Dimension by Salami Rose Joe Lewis, and you can find that song in the footnotes. 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 The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.